Ryan Yarborough joining us right now. Excited to talk to him, veteran pitcher in the big leagues. And uh, obviously, Kratzy's got a lot for him. But um, <laughs> let's get to the Kansas City Royals uh, veteran pitcher joining us right now. Oh, there he is. Sorry, I couldn't see him for a second. Ryan, how you doing? Uh, we appreciate you coming on. We're excited to talk to you throughout the season. What's new? Hey, guys. What's going on? I appreciate having me. Kratzy, what's up, man? How we doing? Yeah. <sighs> I'm freaking awesome, man. I don't have to play anymore. Like, this is tremendous. Like, I get, to, <laughs> I get to chat with the boys, so we get to hang out in the clubhouse, and then you don't have to have the whole time, like, sleeping at night, like, oh, am I going to get sent down? <sighs> Todd never Todd never had to deal with that. You no, you, you understood it. You went through it this offseason, getting non-tendered and then becoming a big-time big league free agent. Like, you understand. So this is nice to get to hang out and be with the boys. Yeah. No, a little uh... – Get to see all the business sides of it and everything. So uh, got to go through it all. But uh, very excited to be here in Kansas City and obviously here to talk with you guys. So pumped. I, I want to just steal the show just for one sec and we'll get into some serious stuff too. But can you give me everything that you know about the Pasquatch situation in Kansas City? I don't think it's receiving <laughs> enough coverage yet. And I'm sure there are a ton of national writers who have like a little comedic spin to them that are working on it. But did the Royals really hire a mascot just for Pasquantino to get on base and have him trot across near that Royals Hall of Fame deep in the outfield? If so, it's amazing. I just want to know like what everyone's saying out there because you're the first KC player that I've talked to. Yeah, you know, I think there was there's obviously a little bit of mystery behind it because we saw the video on social media and we're like, all right, is this like real? Is this actually someone in a some Sasquatch like outfit or is it just like some security guard like in a blurry camera video? I don't know. So uh, we asked Vinny about it yesterday. I'm like, dude, is this real or not? And like, he kind of was, you know, being coy about it. So I don't, I don't really know the whole story yet. We're trying to get more information on it, but uh, there's definitely something to it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen his chainy where he's got a little Sasquatch, Pasquatch uh, chain on. So he's full dive into it. So uh, <laughs> definitely we'll have to see you know, next time he gets on base if there's going to be some kind of re reoccurrence appearance or not. Do you believe in it? Do you believe in the Sasquatch? I mean, I get it. That's not the real one on the top of the Hall of Fame. But do you think somewhere out there in Overland Park, there's a Sasquatch that might get you? You know what? It's, uh, it's It can be pretty dark here at night. And everywhere is like super lit up with street lights around here. So you, you got to be on edge. So I already heard story about like coyotes and stuff from some of the trainers around their house. So you never know. I don't know. We'll uh, We'll find out. I'm still new to the area trying to figure it out. So if I hear something, I'll let you know. Hey man, you you've been a, you've been a quick pitcher over the years. Um, how are you liking the speed up rule here with the pitchers? Um, you find anything good, bad about it, man? What what's your take on it? Hey Fraz, yeah, no, um, I, it's it's definitely been something that I think I definitely it's to my advantage. Um, but I'll tell you what, I had a a longer outing and the other day I threw like I had like a thirty pitch inning, and you'll definitely feel it. You know, I mean, especially with the pitch clock early in the season. Um, those longer innings, I think you're going to realize how, how fast it speeds up. But um, I think it's been great for the game. You kind of see just how fast games or how fast pace. And I think every guy's looking at themselves in the clubhouse, like after two and a half hour games, like we'd be in the what sixth, seventh inning right now if we were playing last year. Like we were literally all showered and changed at the three hour mark last night when we're like, okay, we'd still be like in the eighth inning right now. So it's crazy how fast it seems like it's speeding up. Um, the adjustment's real, though, so obviously you're seeing guys who are having some uh, interesting opinions on it, obviously, with uh, the calling time or getting the called strikes and 
stuff like that. But I think as the season goes, it'll be easier of a process for everybody. You beat the you beat the fireworks out every night. You don't have to rush out. You know, you get them out there. It's not even dark yet for fireworks. No kidding. Well, you got to get ready, man. Do you see? Do you see like a change in pitchers? Off-season preparation in the sense of like, you know, before it was like, oh, I'm not running the ball home plate. I can take, you know, and you got the whole driveline videos where guys are doing velo slaps and smelling salts, and then they throw one pitch, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, you hit 99. Like, <laughs> now it's changing. Like, do you see off-season training changing, too, where you're going to have to be cardio-ready? Yeah, thankfully there was a lot of talk with that, and luckily I work out with a lot of the other Royals guys. So like Brady Singer and like Brad Keller, we all live in that Tampa Bay area in the off season. So we were all kind of discussing that a little bit, and it was a little bit like, all right, are you gonna like try to incorporate in your bullpens, or are you just kind of like just kind of figure it out in spring training? And at that point in the off season, I think we were just kind of uh, like, all right, let's just work on our stuff, our craft right now, and we'll kind of figure all that in spring training, but. I think, like you said, now going through it, like there's going to be some kind of semblance of making sure like cardiovascularly like or something where you're just in a better place. So you can't just rely on being able to do that in spring training and build up. So I definitely think you're right. There's going to be some aspect of kind of seeing to make sure you're ready to go because those, like I said, those longer innings will definitely kind of catch up to you. Who I, I'm, It's been a long time since I've been in KC. Who's the strength guy in KC now? Oh, it's Stoney still, man. He's still, it's still doing Stoney? it. still Stoney? Stoney's there, man. He's grinding it out. He he's gonna have an answer to the cardio question. Tell him that I because he has an answer for everything. Tell Stoney to relax and make sure he gets you in shape so that you can be a starter again and not a what do you, what do you, do you call yourself a stopener? You know the starting opener when you're with the Rays. Oh, what was it? Uh, no, it was the bulk guy. You know we were the bulk to find, guy. We couldn't find a really good phrase for it. It was like only the like only that. thing that like was decent but you know didn't have that nice ring to it and you're not bulky at all so that's nah. that really doesn't apply <laughs> all right man, cut it out man hey <laughs> listen <laughs> let's switch gears for me i want to hear about this um you posted an ig uh instagram a while ago about opening cards now we got a bunch of good uh, between scotty and i eric starting to get back into it a little bit um, are you still an avid card guy? Um, if so, like, what's your best card? Like, talk to me about have you, when did you start as a child? I think um, cards are, you know, they're they're back in the game now. So talk to me about that. Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't really been doing a lot lately. Um, like, growing up, you obviously you get a bunch of cards and stuff like that and um, collecting a little bit. It was actually kind of cool. I was able to do with that with Austin Meadows when he was still with Tampa, too. So kind of able to, to open up some cards with him. And especially it was kind of it's kind of cool when you kind of get some cards at this when you're actually playing with guys mm -hmm. and you're able to kind of like just uh, share with them or get them to sign or um, seeing guys like get super excited about all that or but it's it, like you said man it's it's crazy how it's gotten like just talking with family or people who like were sort of into it like when they were kids and like who've just like really revamped and got really into it now um, I probably need to get into a little bit more honestly because that like doing all that stuff and like opening cards it's like it's kind of like your kid on Christmas, it feels like, doing all of those card sets. So you do that more because I've definitely seen some guys around the clubhouse already doing it with with their kids and everything. So that's definitely something I should be, get back into. Have you talked to Bobby Witt about cards at all? He's apparently the guru. Really? I haven't talked to him that much about it yet, but I know um, I've just seen him a lot and just kind of seen what he's been about in KC. But 
I didn't know he was a big card guru guy, so I'll definitely we're going to the field here in a little bit, so I'll ask him about that for sure. Yeah, you should. I mean, you know, Bobby. I mean, he's a great, great dude, and and sometimes like you got to get him going a little. Of course, that's one of those, right? <laughs> like you ask, there, there's certain topics to get Frage going that where suddenly <laughs> he wakes up if we need him to. Yeah. For Bobby, if you want to have, if you want to get into it, if you, you need to make sure you have time though, like you okay. need 20 minutes or something at least with him, because he'll start, he'll all of a sudden he'll be like, he's got cards to sell you, he's going to tell you his favorites, like he's he's really into it. So oh wow, um, yeah, good way to get the the young stud though to open up. Love that, love that. No, he's I'm been great, honestly. I'm a I'm a switch to another teammate. You've only been there for five games plus spring training. You have any good Granky stories? Because this dude, Not, I've heard, I've heard some great ones. Just um, for you, from you, from you though. Yeah, so you know how it is in spring training. It's kind of hard sometimes, just because everyone's doing so many different things. But uh, the the one story, uh, it was actually the first day I met him. We were at like the a fan the fan fest. We they flew a bunch of guys out there to KC right before spring training started, and. Um, and he was there. So, like, all the guys, we were all talking at the event. And, uh, like, he was talking to some people I didn't want to interrupt. And all of a sudden, he looks over me. He's like, oh, are you the new guy? I was like, yeah, man. I, I'm Ryan. Nice to meet you. And he's like, oh. He's like, oh. The first thing he goes to me, he's like, oh, are you going to hit 92 this year? And I'm like, I mean, uh, I mean, that's the plan. But all right, man. <laughs> like, uh, and he was like, all right, man. And, like, just obviously <laughs> chatting with him and getting to know him over the time. He's been great. But it was just hysterical the first time talking with him. Just going right for it, man. I love it. Did, did you say, are you going to hit 92 this year? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm not going there, you know. You guys done it all, man. I'm not, I'm like, first impressions are everything, so I'm not going to try to do all that. Hey, so you went to Old Dominion, the Monarchs. Okay, so when I played, we'd always open up three. We'd always go to William & Mary and then go to you guys. Um, that right field, the wind, wind was blown out just right. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, he does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not off him. I'm just saying. When the wind's blowing yeah. out the right, when it's blowing out the right, all you got to do is hit a pop-up. Um, how many times did you give up a home run to right field saying, God uh, darn it, man, that should have never uh, happened? Man, I'm, well, let me start <laughs> with this. I'm, I, I'm from Florida, so we got up to ODU's and I'm like Virginia Beach, and I'm like, okay, does like, yeah. it snow there when I'm getting recruited? Like, is it snow? Like, like, no, we're right by the water, man. You don't have to worry, but it's not just be cold. <laughs> no, My it's first, cold like, Oh man, we're freezing and we get snowed out my first like series there when I get there. I'm like, okay, all right. But no, like, no kidding. The wind will just blow out there. And I'll tell you what, there was times where it used to be a pitcher's park and they put this brand new building there in center field, like a brand new chemistry building. And apparently the, the balls just fly there now. If you thought oh, they flew man. before. So like you go look at their stats now, they lead like, they're like top five in home runs every year. Like it's just <laughs> unbelievable what guys are doing there now. Yeah, with the metal bats too. That's that's Oof. crazy. No, thank you. Don't miss that at all. No, and then you got you got another kid coming on the way too. Congratulations! Um, you ready it. for that? You ready for that man-to-man -man defense coming up or what? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> two two girls, you know. Oh two no! I have my handful. handful oh Jesus! You know. uh, we'll we'll see. You know, my wife's gonna be uh, really really relying on me there. So we'll uh, off season. You know, like it'll be like middle of September. So I'll. All off season, you know, to try to get all that figured out. Oh, Kratzy, you know he's going to be like, "Honey, I gotta go. I gotta go run more now." <laughs> yeah. So I gotta, I gotta hit the road for a little bit. I gotta a go do cardio. a few miles. Tons of cardio. Yeah. It takes a while, you know. 
Run out of Kratzy time. told me I got to run more, babe. Sorry, I got to go. Like, <laughs> got to figure it out. You're gonna have you're gonna have to play for a long time too. Two girls, man. You're you're you've you've broken even now. There's weddings, and especially Oof. you know my dad was a big leaguer. Look at me, I gotta have a big time <laughs> wedding. I mean, are you hey, already hearing all that? It. I know you're hearing it. You're already hearing it from your shoe. Your I'm daughter's saying, only you two. That, man, you got multiple kids. Yeah, but I got I got two boys, and then my daughter's ten. And she's locked in the house, so she's not allowed to date anybody. <laughs> when she's 22, maybe. Oh. Yeah. All right. Not even 21. 22. Oh, 22. Not yeah. like the, uh, I don't know, the, uh, the Canadian drinking age or something. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hey, Ryan, I, I got a couple for you. So, so first off, back to Tampa Bay for a second. Give me the difference one or a million between the Rays and the Royals organization wise. And it can be in any front. It could be like, I came to KC and I didn't realize how well I can be fed or um, <laughs> this organization's got way more, you know, people behind the scenes, wh wh whatever it is. I know they're different. So just wanted to get your take. Cause you know, Tampa Bay is so unique the way that they run and their machine runs so well that actually many other teams across the sport think that they can copy them and they can't. No, for sure. I, th I think the it's it's going to be hard just for the fact of our new manager I had in Tampa. You know, I had our uh, Matt Cattraro, our manager, and our bench coach, Paul Hoover. Uh, they both came here from Tampa. So they've definitely brought a lot of those ideologies and that the culture that made Tampa so good. Um, you know, just like especially for a lot of young guys, which we have here in KC, of just, you know, just come to the ballpark, be yourselves. Don't, like, feel like you're walking on eggshells. You know, it's just – for these guys to get comfortable really fast so they can have a lot of success. So I feel like you're able to see that already with Casey just because of a lot of the young talent. So that's the one thing I've noticed. Um, but, man, I mean, the easiest thing is probably having to play outdoors year-round, right? Like having to get used to the elements and everything. I feel like there was something to to be said about never having a rain out. We, have, we obviously haven't had that, but, like, the easiest thing I could say is just having to not have to deal with the trap anymore. But, um Man, I think it just makes it a lot easier. It just matter, you know, like you get you get comfortable somewhere so long. I was there for five years, which is, I guess, in Tampa standards, is a lot longer than most people stick around. Um, so obviously, have all those connections and those those uh, relationships that you have with, like, from the pitching coaches to the the strength staff, the athletic trainer. So it's really just been a matter of like getting to know a lot of them, getting adjusted, and how you keep you successful, continuing to to build and like to grow. I want you to be honest. Do you feel like the Rays maybe devalued you a little bit? I mean, the one the one time I got to catch you when I was in Tampa, you went seven shut until Jordan Luplo hit a little jam job down the line. Like, I feel like, yes, I understand the bulk. Yes, I understand the matchups. But I feel like your stuff and your tenacity, do you feel like you were undervalued there? Yeah, what was that? That was in Cleveland, right? It was in Cleveland, yeah. Yeah, I was. I mean, that was probably one of my best games with between me and you. But I think it was just weird, you know. Um, like I feel like when you first come up, like when we first did it in eighteen, the opener, it was more of like, okay, like getting your feet wet, like getting comfortable. Like I get that, I got it. And then I was able to start. It was just more of like, from a competitive standpoint, like I was like, I know I can start and have a lot of success. And then it was just you know like they're very they're very much so of you know. This is what the numbers say. Obviously, they're very analytically driven. 
or teams that are very right-handed heavy. We just don't necessarily like the matchup as much. So it was just stuff like that when you're like, obviously as a competitive person and I'm, and a competitive athlete, you just like, oh no, I can, I can do it. Just gonna give me the chance, and it was kind of hit or miss depending on how everything was going. So that was honestly probably the only thing. But um, from a relationship standpoint, everything was great there. I was just kind of just wanted to get the ball, man, every fifth day, and just be able to start showing them I could do it. And it was at times it could be kind of tough. Do you think that the Rays? make it tough for other teams in terms of this is kind of like now the praise side of them. They do so much with so little resource wise, especially, I mean, mainly money, right? There, there are a lot of teams that pop up now in other spots and they're like, we want to be the rays of the Midwest. We want to be the rays of the Northeast. Right. I'm like, good luck. Mm-hmm. Do you think yeah. that they're setting kind of a, I don't want to say a bad example, but you know what I'm saying? Like they're not going to be replicated by 10 teams. Yeah, no, I think it's it's for what they do is it's pretty incredible from all the guys that they're able to to bring in and then for whatever rhyme or reason for from why they weren't successful or they didn't get an opportunity somewhere else. Uh, there's a ton of different reasons, and then they kind of come over here and you see them throw for the first time, like, oh, this guy's got like good stuff. And I think the biggest thing that they do that makes them really successful is they put guys in situations, at least from the pitching side, because that's the only thing I can speak to is they put in guys situations where they're can be really successful. Okay, this is a spot where we think you can do well. Um, there's not really any defined roles, I feel like, in the bullpen either. So, like, guys are always ready to go and nothing really phases them. So it's not like you're asking a closer, like, hey, I've only pitched the ninth inning, but you're asking me to throw the seventh. So it's something I'm not comfortable with. Guys have to get really comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that's why guys end up throwing so well because they're used to throwing in so many different situations. Yeah, talk about being uncomfortable. If you were commissioner for a day, dude, what would be like think something you would change right away, man? There's some I love asking this question because there's a lot of Ooh. different things. We can go one way, we can go another way. Something that you like, maybe we need more of, or something that's like, dude, we gotta get rid of this like right now. So I know I know I'm hitting you hard with this one, but I would love to hear if you were commissioner, yeah. what would be the first thing you do? The one thing I feel like I've told guys and like for whatever reason it popped right in my head was Changing the replay a little bit. Like, I feel like they're all talking about, okay, we want to speed up the game. And then it basically gives, like, teams, all right, hold on, let me check that real quick. Okay, never mind, you're good. Like, and then it's like, all right, wasting time. I would love for it to be more like football, where they, like, you have a manager, have a flag, and they have to just toss that thing on the field. You know, go off your gut. Don't even look at it. You get, like, two a game, something like that. We're like, all right. And I just want to see managers just chuck it and just see how what they got. In the tank. <laughs> I think that could be so interesting. I'm like, are they going to use it? Like, you know what I mean? There's no time to really, you got between that and the next pitch, kind of like how in football you got between that and the next play. I think that could be really interesting, pretty fun to do. But obviously uh, I think they're, they're pretty content with where the replay is right now. Nice. I want to take you, I want to take you back to 2020 playoffs. This is the inside access that we're trying to like, let you know let fans into and i haven't even told the other guys about this but i just thought of it do you remember the lineup the yankees put out there against you in the covid season no yeah it was a covid season in the playoffs do you remember how many lefties were in that lineup probably one what was it probably just gardner do you know why they played brett gardner uh, either he's hitting well off me, or that was probably their like their probably standard left fielder. I feel like I always seem to face him whenever he played me. Well, since he's not playing anymore, I'll let you know. Okay, 
he could see a tip, and that's why he absolutely racked you to left field okay. all the time. <laughs> this guy, I was like, oh, man, are you kidding me? That's, that's actually kind of funny, but I'm going to have to go back and look at this now. My gosh. Oh, man. It was, it was like – it was. I remember, I remember he got put in the lineup, and he's like, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm going to wreck this guy. And nobody else could see the tip. I don't know if it was from the left side that you could see it better. And he goes, oh, we're going to kill him. We're going to kill him. I think we had three hits, and he had all three of them. It was – Yeah, probably for a homer too. Like I think uh, I threw a CD against them one year, and I think he had a homer off me that game. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy, like I normally handle my lefties really well. I'm like, this guy just somehow all the time, like just laying off these sliders, don't get it. It's all making yep. sense coming together. So there you go. Now you have more confidence going into this season. Wow. And Guardy's done, so don't worry about it. Yeah, but now wow. now you got him thinking now. Now the dude's going to go back and watch every film before he gets to the ballpark. I mean, at least tell him what the heck he was doing. I mean, you told him. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, come I wasn't on, playing. Man. It's sure. probably gone now. Yeah. I mean, it's wow. probably changed. But the thing is, because this, this is one of the coolest parts of the game is, like, I'll, I'll work with a guy who would be like, yo, so-and-so had a tip, and I wrote it for a few years, and then he was my teammate, and I finally told him, or – after he played like that's one of the parts of the game that gets like real either oh, yeah. in the fraternity or, or yeah. out of the fraternity it's depending nice. on if you, it's your friend or your teammate the arbitron over there he's, he's i can see his brain thinking now like these <laughs> i just i just gotta look back on that now i can't believe like normally like the rays were pretty good about that kind of stuff just because <clears> of <throat> being so analytically driven so the fact that that kind of sneaked through snuck through that's kind of funny man that's uh that's crazy <laughs> the one guy too of all people Shout out, shout out no to hitter. Brett Weber. You know, you know, Todd. Yes, Brett, yes. Brett Weber, you good. can find a tip. The Yankees are both of those playing for both of those teams. Like they both had very, very good. What, what are they called? Tip tellers, tip finders, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. I don't remember. Just tippers. <laughs> tippers. They, they they find it. They find it. Once a tipper, always a tipper. <laughs> That's good though. Now you got them. So some tip well, some don't. So we'll see what happens. Mm. Hey, Ryan, this was awesome, man. Really appreciate it. Um, we'll talk throughout the season, and uh, we'll, we'll keep you know, cracking the code on this. Maybe we'll, we'll talk to Guardy in between this and, and see what the heck was going on. And he's, he at least owes you like a dinner or a bottle of wine or something at this Ooh, point. Wait. <laughs> no, Good I appreciate stuff, it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Ryan Yarborough with us. Kratzy just dropping an absolute like, bomb on us I mean, right at the end of the interview there. I just thought of it. I just thought of it because I remember, I remember thinking, man, like they're like we're gonna totally tell him that he's got, you know, he's tipping, Perfect. putting one lefty in the lineup. Like this is obvious. Let's bring on our guy right now. We're excited to have Buster Posey joining us on FT Live. Buster, awesome to talk to you. It looks like you're fresh off the course too. How's life, <laughs> man? <laughs> yeah, good to be on with you guys. What's up, Fraze Kratzy? Well, What's up, brother? Great, great. Tell me, what are you up to? How's, how's life going? Retirement life? I know you got little ones, so you're probably scrambling all, scrambling all over the place, right? Yeah, man, life's, life's good. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying the, the carpool lane uh, most mornings, picking them up most <laughs> days, and I love it. I really do. I enjoy that time uh, with them on the way to school and back, and then Got two two and a half year olds, so it's it's busy times in the the Posey household right now. Are you the first in the carpool lane? Like, are you that guy? Are you that dad? Or are you are you one of the last ones? Because this is a big thing. <clears throat> yeah, 
I, I'm, I'm feel like I'm going to be judged for my answer one way or another here. You are. Um, you are. I, I definitely tend to get there later and I make them wait until the traffic clears out. It's good for them. They need, they need to wait, you know, they need to. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And the more you're retired, I mean, shoot, I haven't talked to you on the phone, a couple texts here and there, but that accent's coming back. The more you're away from Georgia, like that accent was just kind of mellow California. Now you, I hear a little twang back in there. Is it? Okay. Huh? I mean, yeah. not trying. Maybe it's just no, happening. It's just happening. I love it. It's, it's cold. I love it. Hey, you missing baseball at all, big dog? I mean, I know when I, when I stopped playing, I missed it a little bit here and there, but I'm enjoying retired life. How about you? You miss playing at all? Yeah, it's funny. I'm curious to hear, hear what y'all's thoughts are because it's, I still love baseball. Like I love everything about baseball. I watch baseball, you know, nonstop and kind of why I'm thrilled to, to be in the role I am now with the Giants because um, it keeps me really connected to the team still. Um, and I feel like, you know, even though I'm not in the day to day, still having a voice is nice. Um, but to be honest with you, I don't, I don't miss playing a ton. It just got to the point where, you know, I think we all get to it where it's like the it's diminished returns a little bit, you know, with, uh, some of the, the prep work to get ready, the pain of the day to day. And I, I hesitate saying it cause I'm just so grateful for, uh, the opportunity I had to play. Um, so you, you don't ever want to come across as, as not being grateful, but, um, I'm enjoying doing some other things in life now too. How about, how about managing wise? You ever think about being a manager? No, I, I don't. I don't. I just, I mean, you know, we, we all know the, the time commitment of that, right? I mean, that's oh, probably boy. more than a player. Um, so I, I don't. A lot of your teammates in the past have said, oh, this guy, I remember there was a poll at one point too, where they were like, who's, who's going to be the, the next manager from someone on your team? And they picked you. They volunteered you, even though the time commitment's ridiculous. Well, you know, when I played with guys like Kratz, I pretty much had to manage, you know, him on the day. That <laughs> I got a taste of it when I was playing still. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was Buster's uh, caddy for about five weeks. And, you know, but I got to see, I got to see him. Let's see, that was 19. And did you quit in 21? 21 was my last year. Yep. 21. Retired, yeah, Kratzy. You got to no, no, get no. rid he of quit. that word. He quit. <laughs> he's a quitter. I'm good with he whatever. Goes, he's, see, he's, and that, and that's a little bit into Buster. Like, he's good with that. He's good with that. Like, this guy, he has his priorities straight. He's a family guy. But I remember him. I remember we were sitting at the table in the lunchroom, and my son had just hit a home run on the Game Changer app. And Buster goes, Buster goes, Man, that's awesome. I can't wait till we can be home to see that stuff live. And Longoria was right next to us. And, Long- and he looks over at Longoria and goes, oh, man, you still got five years to play on your contract. That must <laughs> suck. <laughs> and, it's not, and it's no way. It's no way that Buster's like he wanted to get out of the game. He just has his priorities straight. And that's something that I look up to him as a – competitor as you know a teammate for a little bit but more as a man which i think is awesome no i appreciate you saying that i mean and again i mean still love the game of baseball and uh enjoyed those conversations like we all do right that's the thing i think you know 
we missed. I played with Frage with the Waikiki Beach Boys oh, in yeah. Hawaii, and uh, you know, got to know him doing that. But that's the part that that we all tend to miss is those that camaraderie. Yeah, hey, talking about conversations. Do you remember when we played you in San Fran? I'm up at the plate, and the guy picked one of your pitchers picked the guy off at first. He was safe, but I looked back to see exactly where you were positioned. Do you remember the story or no? I I do. Yeah, I mean, I vaguely remember. <laughs> yeah, and, and you go, you go, hey man, you can't do that. I said, why the hell can I do it? So me and you had a little argument going on there, and then we we're still talking smack to each other when I got to first base. I hope you remember that. That was absolutely hysterical. I remember telling both our agents because we had the same agents at the time, and they're like, oh man, you need to settle this up. I'm like, no, man, we just had a heated argument. I thought that was fascinating. He froze. That's fine. But I the, was like, but the story was great because anytime you could talk to somebody especially during the game. So I, you know, I'm trying to get an edge. Yeah. So I, I'm looking, he picks off. So I look quick. I, I, Eric probably would have said the same. I look, he goes, yo, dude, you can't do that. I said, who the hell are you? Are you the umpire? <laughs> and then me, we got in a little shot, man. We played together. Like, I know. So I got the first and I'm like, still pointing. I'm like, shut up. Like, we're going back and forth. <laughs> hey, I mean, Todd, Todd knows he's a peaker. You, hey, he was, he was, he was a habitual peaker. He's going to bring up little leaguers on watch. Go ahead. Like this. Like stand there like this, and you pause the camera, and all you see is this. <laughs> Looking back. No, listen. Back. I, I was the one to helmet down real quick, and boom. <laughs> I didn't do it too often, but guess what? When, when you're struggling a little bit, I need a little edge. And also, you guys is, it, is it illegal? No, no but you're going to get Is there a rule that says yeah, you can't peek? Eric's going to give me a bow tie, though, next time. But, like, you see the catcher. He's looking all of a sudden, like, he's waiting for you. Like, Eric's, Eric's sitting there. He's looking up. Like, all right, now he's set. One. All right, now I can give a sign. So you, there's a there's a method to being a catcher, which you got to understand. Like if, if he's not set, I'm not giving a sign. But now with the speed up clock, you better get. You know, there's no signs given, so it doesn't matter. So I can look at the catcher the whole time. Like, hey matter. Eric, how you doing? Good. Did he get the sign? Good. Now let's go. So that's that's the human element, Eric. That you know, I kind of miss too as well. There's a couple of things like that. Okay, yeah. Finish finish that. So you you look back, and I was like. I said something like, you can't look back at me like that or something. Yeah, you, you said, bro, you can't do that. I said, I said who the hell are you? you, you you're the umpire? Like, and, then, <laughs> and then we started chatting. I get the first. I'm like, yo, Buster, shut up. Like, I guess we're going, we're going back and forth. And, uh, you know, our agent saw it. Like, bro, you and Buster don't like each other? I said, no, man, I love them. We play together. But, you know, I'm not taking this shit, something like that. So that, that was the yeah. whole, the whole I ordeal. Do, I do remember that. I remember you getting on first and then you were making a point to really try to peek in at my signs. Yeah, I did. You, know, that you got on I first did. Just, I did. I just, did. just to try to push the button. So I think I'm I started finished. to just, I think I, what I started to do is I just started to shift my legs so it was straight at you so you could just see my signs perfectly. Because <laughs> <laughs> you knew you were going to throw me out at second base anyway, so it uh, didn't matter. <laughs> that's, that's fun. The, that's, that's, that's the fun. shit I'm talking about, though. That. That stuff, that's the stuff I miss about baseball, the talking to people, the maybe, you know, having a little edge, like, yo, dude, what are you doing? Like, that's the baseball I love and brings that, I don't know, I just love that kind of stuff. Because, you know, at the end of the day, me and him are friends, but still, like, we're battling against each other. I'm not going to yeah. take his shit, and he's not yeah. going to take mine, you know? And it's well, I mean, I think, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure that this is something that's talked about a lot, and it's part of, like, what I miss about, you know, phrase when you and I started and then Kratzy even before us like it was frowned upon really to go and and talk to the other team before the game Mm -hmm. just because of those reasons it's like my mindset was like I'm trying to beat your brains and you're trying to beat my brains and yeah we're we might be buddies but 
right now, like it's, it's not time to be friends. And I'm like, I'm in your corner on that one just because uh, from a fan's perspective too, it, that makes it more entertaining to me um, seeing guys competing that way. Yeah. And I remember Arthur Rhodes, but yo, dude, yo, don't you effing talk to that guy again. I'm like, Oh, sorry, Arthur. You know, like that was how it was. You got that veteran guy's been there for years. You know, whatever he said was, was bond. You don't say a darn thing back. So that's, I was like, Ooh, all right. Welcome to the big league. Hey, Buster, I want to ask, I'm going to steal a Kratz question. I don't know if he had it, but I want to make sure I, I get into it. Um, he asked Wainwright this question a few weeks ago, and I thought it was good. Are you a Hall of Famer? <laughs> That's not for me to decide. <laughs> Come on, man. <coughs> it's not for me to decide. That's an easy, that's an easy answer, and I'm done with that. <laughs> yes. For sure, for sure. Kratz, you, you three, answer it. You got three votes here. Look, if everybody's, yes. gonna, if everybody's gonna put Yadier Molina first ballot automatic, just just check out the numbers. Buster's a Hall of Famer, and like I said to Wayno, because you guys are both in the same ilk, a Hall of Fame dude, like a Hall of Fame dad, person, man, whatever you want to say. Like, yes, you're a Hall of Famer, and this is what you do when you retire. Since we didn't quit. <laughs> you retire, you just say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I really felt like I had a great career. If you need somebody to sell your Hall of Fame status, just text me. But you're a Hall of Famer 100%. Absolutely. Three ring. I mean, this was going to be my question. I wasn't going to ask that question. I was going to preface it like this, okay? Now, I had to write it all down because I didn't know all of this about you, Gerald, is – Okay. <laughs> oh, whoa, he just Wait, dropped it, Gerald. Gerald? What are you talking about? What? Man? That's his name. Oh, I didn't know that. Right? Isn't that that's the yeah. the birth certificate yeah. name? Who yeah. would who would call who would call you Gerald the most in the clubhouse? And it made me laugh every time. Uh Craw, Belt, Longo, they loved it. They loved calling me. <laughs> Craw would drop a Jerry on me a lot of times too. <laughs> <laughs> Crawford would do it too because he would he would have his back he would have his back in his locker like his face in his locker and be like Jerry <laughs> and you and you wouldn't respond it was I loved y'all's relationship but anyway Gerald so this was this is my question for you and I'm gonna preface my question with some stats okay everybody listen a 3.94 GPA a Hall of Famer in my book a San Francisco Hall of Famer, Rookie of the Year, three-time world champion, three no-nos behind the dish, and another one at first base, right? Or were you DH in that game? Yeah, I was at first on that one. Yeah. Did you make the final out, too? Did you catch the final out? Yeah, I think Timmy I, – I can't remember. It was thrown to me. I don't remember where the ball is. It might have been hit to second base. Or did you, or did you catch Timmy? Which was it? Did, is that when he jumped in your arms, or I don't remember? That was uh, that was in San Diego. The last out was to fly ball to left field. Yeah. Okay. 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 So now, hang on. High school state champ, correct? Mm-mm. No, lost. Lost. It. Jason, Hay Jason Hayward's team got us ooh, in the finals. Ooh. Yeah. Lee County. Lee County hurts. lost. Okay. That one so that one hurts. Is this a question or an interrogation? I want no, to know no, what the damn is, question is, is. And you're missing some MVPs and gold gloves and all that too. I have to preface all of this. Okay. A pitcher, first baseman, turned catcher so that you could go and win the Golden Spikes Award in college. What is your least desirable trait? 
My wife's listening right now. She can come answer probably. <laughs> well, tell her. Bring her on here because you guys got your Toyota commercials. You guys do those together. You can come on foul territory together. <laughs> I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to see. She looks like she might take a nap right now. <laughs> but what is, your, what, is the, what is the one trait that you're like, ah, man, me as a person, I'm just – because on the outside, people are like, they see just the statue. You know, your statue needs to be next to Willie McCovey's. And, you know, what part of the stadium are they going to name after you? The backstop? <laughs> well, I assure you, I have plenty of traits that are not desirable, um, like, like all of us do. Um, you and I have had those conversations, those deeper conversations before. Um, there's no doubt that uh, none of us have it all figured out. And... Uh, just trying to do the best we can, right? Especially as, as uh, parents and uh, husbands, and just trying to be leaders of uh, leaders of the family. So, um, yeah, Kratz, I appreciate you throwing that out there and, and making me uncomfortable right now. Yeah, that was the point. <laughs> hey, let me get back to baseball. So, um, first off, there's a ton going on in the sport right now. It's changing. Um, what do you think about the rules right now? current that have been swapped around um like the pitch clock the shift all that and then the one other um portion of this because i think it could be coming next year even is is the automatic ball strike system which obviously affects catchers quite a bit if they end up doing the thing full out framing would look very differently so what do, what do you think of the way that the game is evolving right now yeah i mean i, I i've always been in the camp of of tweaking and trying new things um and maybe people would be surprised to hear that because, yeah, I mean, I've loved baseball since I can remember, but, but I also think like you look at other sports and you look at, like, I think about great golf courses, um, like historic golf courses in the United States, the bones of them stay the same, but of course, like Augusta, if you look at the history there, they're constantly trying new things, trying to, to make the course whether it's, uh, I mean, it's all about fan engagement, right? And I think that's what's been so great about these rules so far is I don't think I've heard anybody say that they dislike watching a baseball game more now. So um, I, I'm so far in the camp of let's let's be uh, let's be really bold in trying new things. And guess what? If it doesn't work, okay, then then kick it to the side, and and you know you might take some heat for it for a little while, but. I just think you always got to be forward thinking and trying to improve the product. And uh, <clears throat> it's been, I've really enjoyed watching the games the last, uh, you know, whatever it's been a week or so now. The, to answer your question about the uh, automatic strikes, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. But again, I just said you got to try it. Um, I loved the interaction. I loved my position in the interaction that I had with the umpires. Um, I think it probably was an edge for me and our team because I know from buddies that I played against and got to know over the years, it would annoy them when they saw me, you know, talking to the umpire or whether it was just questioning or, you know, building that relationship. There's so much psychology that goes into um, the catcher umpire relationship that I think some of that would be lost, um, you know, if you do have the automatic strike zone. But again, um, I'm up for, for trying new stuff. Can you run us through the Hunter Strickland and Bryce Harper story? Exactly what went on before this, before the incident? Because the video looks like 
you let him go. And I know what happened, <laughs> but I want you to, to just preface it and exactly show, you know, that you're still there for your boys, but it was a different situation. And it, we're removed many years from it. So now's the time. Yeah, I mean, I want to be careful. I don't want to, those are, you know, as you know, Kratz as well, like relationships that you make with your pitchers, um, even though I'm not playing still, I want to make sure that I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. So I, I, I don't think, uh, I, I think you can read between the lines enough that I don't have to fully say what went on there. Um, I definitely, definitely have Hunter's back and consider Hunter a friend. Um you know, that was just un- unfortunately a situation where um, there was a little bit of personal history there. It wasn't even about uh, something team oriented. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, it got a little bit sideways there. And, and the bad thing about those two is, you know, Mike Morse and uh, Samarja collided and, and Morse really didn't play much after that. I mean, it, it, it banged him up pretty good. Uh, that's fair. It's a good call. That's the stuff sometimes you don't get to to really digest is like there's injuries from that, you know? So it, it grabs national headlines for a little bit, but then guys get hurt. Let me ask you about San Francisco. So what what do you got going with the club? How are you making an impact? And also for SF fans, like where where do you think the team's at? I know, you know, they've gone after some big players past few years, like Bryce, Judge, whatever, and they, they pick where they want to go. So what do you think about the status of the Giants at this point and their chase to get back to, you know, being a, a really a, the dynasty team, the last big dynasty team, I would say. You can make maybe a case for Houston getting deep into the postseason, winning a couple World Series now, but San Francisco is the every other year status going for a little bit, and it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I know. It, it doesn't feel that long ago, but, you know, we're almost 10 years removed, I guess, from the last one, uh, which is hard to believe. Um I mean, I think for me, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, you can do you can do the best you can on the free agent side to try to get guys to come in. Like you said, Scott, guys ultimately are going to choose where they want to go. Um, and that's the beauty of being a free agent. Um, and I'm just hopeful for the San Francisco Giants that we have some young players, some really like impactful young players um, understand the opportunity that's in front of them because it's a city that's just really – hungry to attach themselves to a 22 to 25 year old that is going to be inserted in the lineup and multiples, you know, multiple guys that can be in the lineup every day and, and that they can have on in their, you know, living room, watching them play 160 games a year. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's what we had from, you know, Timmy and, and Kane coming up and, uh, you know, you inserted the, the free agents with that young talent Myself and Craw and uh, Panic and Belt and then, you know, Brian Wilson. It was just a, a, a ton of homegrown guys. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a – I can't speak to what it's like when you go to a different team. Um, but I feel like there's, there's a different type of allegiance uh, that people have with the club that, you know, drafted them or signed them as a you know, international um, free agent. So I, I, that's my hope is that – that we can have some, some great young talent come up. Um, a fan base can, can attach themselves to that talent. And, uh, then, you know, other free agents around them can, uh, just form a, uh, you know, next championship team. 
are you are you part of that whole free agent like courting process are you like did you meet with judge or who else you know the the Correas is that kind of part of your role yeah I mean I, I didn't do anything in person but uh, I was on the phone some with them uh, uh, text calls here and there but uh, <laughs> my recruiting uh, record even as a player is not great so I'm, I'm kind of a little <laughs> bit uh, I'm kind of like I might need to just stay out of this. <laughs> What's the pitch though? What What did you guys say or, or talk about? Obviously, Aaron's a great dude. Anyone that's that's met him or played with him, of course. I mean, me even just covering him as a reporter, the conversations before and after the interviews. But like, how do you how do you convince that guy to to leave what he's got going on? Well, we did. Um, <laughs> saying, how do you try? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's similar to what I was just saying. It's just that understanding uh, the San Francisco fan base. I mean, I'm definitely biased because, you know, I played there and really enjoyed playing there. Um, but I think it's like, it's a similar East Coast vibe, right? Like you, you get a, you got to maybe not quite as, as tough on their own players as a New York or a Boston, um, but a fan base is very knowledgeable um, and they just want, they want a winner, you know? And um, to me, as a competitor, you want to go, to a place that uh, has a fan base that expects you to win year in and year out. And, and that's the San Francisco Giants fan base. And uh, that's, that's how you're going to get the most out of your guys, right? Like you're, you're in a lineup, you're in a city that expects you to compete for a championship each year. Buster, one more for you. A fan question that, that I remember, this is good um, from Nick King. He said, I love watching videos of Buster walking away on strike threes before the ump calls it. My question for Buster, did the umps verbalize strike three before we saw the call on TV? Or are you just 100% sure I, I got this? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of both. Uh, some, sometimes you could, you could hear him, you know, hear him say it uh, before I get up. But then sometimes they're just so obvious. Um, and then sometimes the ones that weren't obvious, I'm just trying to sell it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and that veteran status, you know, like, am I right, Kratzy? Like, hey, that's what Buster he's, Posey's that's, walking off him. I think he's got it. All right, strike three. That's what he's that's talking the, about that's before. The, that's the ones that uh, the Todd father would start yelling at me about. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. I love it. Where hey, the hell are you going? Yeah, exactly. Hey, Buster, this was awesome. Really great to catch up with you in this kind of setting, too. We appreciate you coming on, man, and good to talk to you. Yep. Thanks, guys. Good to see you all. Cheers. Appreciate you.